Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. testimonies are the testimonies making you wiser are the, are the testimonies encouraging you let's put our hands together for Prince Ifat to give us his testimony he's from the prayer of Asunta hallelujah amen please introduce yourself hello church good morning I'm Prince Enimsifam from the Prayer Basanta. Wow. God is still moving in the Prayer Basanta. Amen. Amen. Please share your testimony with us. Okay, so my testimony is about how the Lord held me acquire my Macarius during wow. the convention. Amen. During the convention, the yes. conference. Sorry, the conference. During the conference, how the yes. Lord helped him to acquire a Macarius during the conference. It's a good place to put your hands together. Tell us about it. Okay, so for a long time now, I've been desiring to have the Macarius, but it's like the money hasn't been there. <laughs> the money hasn't been there to get the Macarius. So during the conference, I saw a flyer, and then there had been a reduction on the price. And I was, wow. like, and I was like, with this reduction, I need to get the Macarius. I need to find a way of acquiring this. And at that moment, in my mobile money account, I only had one Ghana CD. Hey, mess. So I was thinking about how I'll get it. And then on the, on the flyer, I saw a number. There was a phone number on it. So I called the number and it happened to be Reverend Seth's number. Yes. So when I called him and I spoke to him, I was like, Reverend Seth, I desperately need this Macarius. Yes. I desperately need this Macarius. And, but I don't have any money now. So I don't know if it can be given to me and then I'll pay him bits. <laughs> and he was like, nah, this thing, we don't, we don't do it anymore. We don't do it anymore in the church. Tell your neighbor, mercy. Mercy. It's because of some people's subai, we don't do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. So he told me that. I told him I don't have money, but I want to get it. And he told me that what I should do is I should raise funds. And I told him that anytime I raise funds, it doesn't really work. And he was like, he knows my issue. I don't contact the right people when I'm raising funds. So he told me that I should call any relative or anyone at home and tell the person about the whole thing and then explain it to them and see if they can help me. So when he said that, I, I just, I was like, yes, please, I would obey your instruction and your advice. So after the call, I had faith in what he said, I think. So I called, I called my relative at home. That's my mom. One of my moms, yes. My other moms, yes. <laughs> other moms. It's good to have other moms. Amen. Yeah. 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 Please continue your testimony. Mercy. My stepmom, yes. Mm-hmm. Called my stepmom. And then we don't, we don't really flow. <laughs> we understand. We don't really relate. So it was very hard. But I knew she could help. So I spoke to her and I explained to her that I need money for the Macarius. I need money for a collection of a Christian literature, a Christian literature collection. So if she can help me. And she was like, I'm sending the money to you right now. I'm sending. Wow. <laughs> So within a few seconds of having spoken to her, I saw an alert on my phone and I had received the exact amount I needed for. Wow. Wow. You see, the Bible says that whatsoever you desire, believe that you have it and you will have it. So he had a desire and he believed. Some of you, the things you don't have is because you don't desire it enough. So maybe you should upgrade on your desire. Amen. What do you have to tell the church, Sefa? 
what I have to tell the church is it's kind of similar to what you just said from, from Mark 11 24 and it says Jesus said that therefore say I unto you whatsoever ye desire when ye pray believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them thank you very much it's a good place to put your hands together thank you very much friends hallelujah are you happy to be in church wow tell your neighbor it is not by mistake that you are sitting here because our lives are about to receive an injection an injection of a supernatural power hallelujah tell your neighbor our lives are about to receive an injection of a supernatural power hallelujah amen we are blessed to be in the house where our pastor preaches to us sunday after sunday pouring her heart out to us hallelujah and this morning our lives are about to be changed our lives are about to be transformed our lives are about to receive a supernatural power from the lord i want us to stand to our feet we want to welcome our pastor put your hands together for ears joy put your hands together for him wow put your hands together for the lord this afternoon for the lord hallelujah hallelujah look for your voice and add a shout add a shout amen let us pray father i thank you that your grace is upon us and with us thank you for your blessing this morning or this afternoon as your word comes i pray that it will sink deep into us oh god May we never be the same again, in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen and Amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Oh, I beg your pardon. Before you take your seat, find your Bible. Find your Bible. Your Bible. Please rise to your feet. Stand to your feet. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I'll never be the same. Never, never, never. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Take your seats. I need an usher to escort those two boys at the end there to the Sunday school. They are children's. Yeah, we're playing games in the church. One, yeah, just escort them. All three. Take them to the children's church. Powerful. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. I believe that God is doing a work with us. And we have been very blessed. Some of you were able to make it to the conference and to receive your share. Others could not. But you want to go onto the podcast, whether or not you were able to make it. Amen? And, and glean everything because I believe that God was just talking to us. Oh, you don't believe it? Yeah, he was just talking to us. And then this morning, Archbishop was here and he topped up. So if you missed it, we didn't know he was coming. We would have arranged ourselves differently, but we didn't know he was coming. And I want to ask them to put it up on the podcast by immediately after the service and let us be able to listen because I felt that all the messages seem to be following. Yeah. And today, what he brought, you see, when you have been delivered and when you have been freed from something, you must know that the devil goes and comes back. That's why many times you are healed, then it's as if the sickness has come. Or you are, an addiction is broken, then it's as if it has come. It's like that. The Bible says of Jesus Christ, after he had gone up to the mountain, he has defeated the enemy altogether. The devil, the devil had to go. The Bible said he left him for a while. I'm going to regroup myself and come back. So when he comes back, you must know what to do and what to say. Don't allow. Yeah. You know, Bishop, our father's father, I mean, he, he always tells us of the impact of um, Kenneth Hagen upon his life. And Kenneth Hagen was somebody who had a severe heart deformity. 
and he was healed from it. And I always thought that when he was healed, that was it. Until many years later, I found one of his books in which he talked about the fact that a number of times in his life is as if the thing has come back. He's woken up one morning, it's as if, and he has had to stand his ground and say, ah. no, 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 you cannot come back. Are you seeing it? So it is a habit, so now you know. If you were one of those that pornography was broken over, it's broken, but it will do a thing. It's coming back. I, I hope you get it. Uh-huh. And that was what the effect of this morning, especially the beginning of the preaching. And he ministered to us and taught us a song. Go and learn it from the podcast. And I'm going to ask the praise and worship leaders, they must learn it and make sure that we, we know it. Yeah. So that your defense is ready. If you come, you will not even enter my door to come and tell me that the thing I've been freed from is back. Yeah, it's a deception. If you, if you, it's a deception. If you accept it, it will come. But if you fend it off, it will go. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, during this conference, Bishop Ogo spoke about barrenness, and I'm going to take us from there. Barrenness, barrenness. Man, me, I'm a man. How can you say that I'm barren? I thought it's only women's. Only women's who are barren. I, I want to go back there for a good reason. Now, we are almost in the middle of June. And for this service, July is our month of evangelism. Amen. That's for the word encounter service. Not so much for the present service because the present service does outreach all the time. Are you there? But for those of you in this service, there's a heavy percentage of adults and grown-ups and people who have to work. And so your life is such that it can't really fit into a certain kind of... I think you know what I'm talking about. If you have to be, how many of you, if you have to be here every Saturday to go on outreach? How many of you can be here? You see that many of you can't. Not that you don't want to, but the way life is. The way life is. Are you seeing it? So for you, you can still win souls. Uh-huh. It's just that your tempo or your timing may be different. But when it comes, don't spare. Tell your neighbor, don't spare. Don't spare. Don't spare. Many people who are in, a, what do you call it, day-to-day jobs, your life is such that Saturday is the one day that you are able to do other things. And so these young people, when they wake up, it's only themselves they are looking after. The church is very quiet. (laughs) But for many others, there's family. There are demands from here and there. There's extended family. You have a job. There are demands of the job. There are some people here today. They're not here today because job has taken them out. Etc. Etc. So in that kind of life, you will still win souls. We will not get to heaven and say, hey, Lord, you see, hmm. you know, you know, I was willing, no, but it was my job, you know, the job that I have, they didn't allow. No, we'll not do that. We'll just do it, but in another way. So that's why I'm saying that for this service, just like it is for the rest of UD, for the rest of UD, the month of July is the month of evangelism. Are you, are you, please, we're not saying that if a soul presents itself in June, you shouldn't win it all. Ah, Ask your neighbor that. Oh, be serious. Be serious. That's not what we are saying. <laughs> That's not what we are saying. But what we are saying is that in the scheme of things and in all the business of life, if we don't do at all, July, dear, we will make the time. We will make the time. We'll prioritize it. Are you seeing it? We will make the time. So that at least for some one month, we will be doing things. We will be doing things. And I'm sure that as the month approaches, you see what is coming up and you fix yourself somewhere and you do your share. Hallelujah. Oh, are you there? At every phase of your life, you can win souls in some way. There was a time in my life where every soul that I won was a mother with babies. And that's because I was also a mother with babies. That's what was around me. Uh-huh. Those are the people around me today, dear. I don't know many mothers around me with babies. <laughs> Hallelujah. So I want to take us a little backwards to church planting. That's where he was preaching about barrenness from. And I want to go, first of all, into the how to diagnose barrenness. 
how to know that you are barren because if you don't know it you say you are okay for many of us as soon as we say someone is barren we say oh the person doesn't have children it's not like that it's not like that as we will see from the definition amen let's go first to john 15 and verse 8 herein is my father glorified that you bear much fruit so shall you be my disciples I am sure that at every stage in your life, by the grace of God, you can bear fruit. Amen. Amen. You can bear fruit. Amen. Amen. However, it is also true that barrenness is always knocking at our doors. Yes. You can have three children and then become barren. And you can have zero and be barren. And you can have a man walking around. We don't know that you are barren. Hey. Are you there? The liquid is coming, but there's nothing inside. It's a very serious thing, though. One of my sons in the ministry got married, and when he got married, they tried to have children. They waited one, two, one, two, and at a point decided to go and do a check. When he went to check, hey, he, it's not low sperm count, though. There was nothing inside. Hey. Hmm. Are you in the house? Yeah. And I'm simply saying that it's also a state, you see. And everything that you see, many things that we see, the physical uh, one of, you have the spiritual one of it as well. So I want to, I, I need to define it for you and expose it to you because it's something that can come upon us at every and any time of our lives. You may not believe it, but as at now, as a church, we are barren. Hmm. I will explain it I will explain it the very first time that the Lord confronted me with this was the time when the church was the original size oh we will come to church on Sunday and believe me we used to have a good time and we are full from front to back then I was having some time with the Lord I said you are barren I said how I mean what are you saying Anybody who has eyes, if you stand here, you see that on Sunday people are coming. Barren thing. Then just said, go and look at your data. I went to look at the data. I've forgotten for how many months. But for month after month after month after month, how many uh, um, people were born again? Zero? Zero, zero. And another zero. And another zero, 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 zero. Zero. I said, hey. Let me check. Okay, how many visitors? Okay, okay, okay. Maybe people were not born again. Maybe, but there were visitors. I looked at the number of first timers. Zero. One. Zero, zero, zero. One. Zero, 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 zero. zero. Hey, I was shocked. And I had to accept that what God was saying was true. But it was when I accepted it that I began to pray. Lord, what do I do? What do we do? It's not that we don't go. It's not that we don't invite people. It's not. So what is going on? And as we prayed, the Lord brought us out of that season of barrenness. I, I hope you are with me. Now, we are back in barrenness again. Ajay. Oh, but pastor, we are being seen. So, you see, one of the, one of the things I pray God will help you to do is to put yourself there and stand back and examine and if you can face the truth it will help you if you look at the records of this service 250 270 250 272 oh but 250 is not a bad number don't argue when you do that you see you won't see what you should see you won't see what you should see now I want you to ask your neighbor in this world first let's take family how many family members do you have ask your neighbor Then ask the family, the member that, of those family members, how many are here? Uh, okay, okay. Now ask another question. How many friends do you have? If the person goes to school, ask how many classmates do you have? If the person works, ask them how many people are in the institution that you are working So do you understand what I'm saying? 
you'll be surprised that each one of us is representing hey but are you understanding what i'm trying to say that if you take it from the point of view that each one of us is representing so many more people but only we are here then i think you understand where i'm coming from and i'm saying that no problem tell me no problem are we going to die because of that no 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 when you find out that you are barren there are things that you do hey there are things you do the first thing you normally do is to find out why the next thing that you do is to do something about it yeah sometimes i have had people i've told them i say listen go and adopt a child just adopt just adopt a baby you see how you're all looking at me it's not the same as uh, listen i said adopt a child adopt why because sometimes after you have prayed and prayed and prayed you need to invoke another law and there's a law that says that to him that had more shall be added so when you have prayed and prayed and prayed you are not seeing top let's use another another law another promise another strategy are you with me but if you don't accept where you are standing first and foremost you see you have done well it's a stable congregation we are always like this i mean there are some congregations today they are 10 tomorrow they are 25 50 then they are five it's unstable <laughs> so we are not saying oh we are in that's not what we are saying but what we are saying is that we are we need to begin to bring forth Amen. Let's look at some definitions of barrenness. Hey, what it means, what do we mean? It means to be unfruitful. John 15, 16 says what? You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you to go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit shall remain. So sometimes the barrenness is because you don't go sometimes the barrenness is that you have gone but you didn't bring fruit some too you have gone and you have brought fruit but the fruit didn't remain because it's not the first time we have we have tried to to invite people to church and to witness to people and to, oh it's the first time it's not the first time by any means not at all and it will not be the last time amen are you in the house this afternoon why are you feeling sleepy Oh, we can easily close though, because I'm also feeling sleepy. <laughs> Tell them, but the Holy Ghost is helping us. <laughs> Amen. So what I'm trying to share with us today, I'm trying to get us into a place where we are getting ready to bear fruit. But I'm saying, let's look at it right now and say, seriously speaking, since January to now, how many? It's getting tensious. (laughs) Because as soon as you take a good look, you see that maybe you've had a good week or two. Then the rest is just too many things. Too many things. Too many things. Are you there? Yeah. So it means to be unfruitful. It means to be sterile. The example I gave you, the person has, the semen, the, the, the liquid is coming, but there's nothing. It's sterile. Some of us, our Christianity is sterile. We're coming to church, but there's nothing inside. Hey, can you just inquire of your neighbor? Your quiet time, when, when last? <coughs> Please don't answer the question. Just, just look at you and say, you two, when last? Don't answer. <laughs> Hallelujah. It also talks about being non-productive. 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 It also means to be deficient in production. You see, when you look at us, ah, we should be having souls every day. A lot of them. I mean, something is happening, but it's small. Is it coins I'm seeing around? No, there's a coin. That one is a coin. So I came to look and see one as well. Please, can you pick it and put it in an offering basket? I don't know whose it is. (laughs) Hallelujah. It also says that barrenness sometimes, it means producing in very small quantities. 
And I know some people, your cut is always small. Oh, the other day I was watching somebody. I asked the person, so did you go on outreach? The person said, yes. I said, how many people did you talk to? He said, four. Then somebody starting a new church. I knew that. Definitely, you will not see anything there. Four. Oh, when you go tomorrow morning, two have disappeared. One of them says, my mother has sent me. The other one says that I won't come. That's it. The quantity is too small. The quantity, you, have to, you have to talk to more before you get one or two who want to come. Quantity is too small. Hey, am I talking to some people here? Some of us, we have one source before, but the quantity is small. Eesh, you, are now, you are now 27 years old. And you have won only two souls to the Lord in your whole life. It's too small. It's too small. Let's not discuss those who have, those who have zero. Let's not talk about that. Oh, pastor, but you see, I don't know much. The woman of Samaria, what did she know? She knew nothing. She knew nothing. The only thing that she knew was that, come and see the man who told me everything about my life. She had become convinced that she had met the Messiah. That's what she preached with. It was enough. It was enough. So we are not talking about you quoting copiously from scriptures. By all means, if you can, do. But how many years will you spend before you have those scriptures? Mm. That's number one, before you have them. Number two, before you're able to learn them. Every day you learn and you quote the scripture. When you wake up in the morning, it's gone. I notice some of you don't even have a Bible. Oh. Please, if you are a pastor in the house, a center director in the house, your member doesn't have a Bible, I place the blame squarely at your feet. And I will not remove it from there. I will not remove it from there. Squarely. Because I don't understand what you are teaching a person or how you are even bringing the person up. When you are preaching them, they are looking at you like a Bluetooth speaker. Have you not seen that? It's because they don't have a Bible. They don't get it. Oh. I'm talking with some people. Hallelujah. Are you in the house? We're talking about barrenness. You see, I'm trying to let you see all the different forms of it so that if you fall into one or the other, you say, ah, that's me. Until I accepted that what God was saying was true, my church was not growing. I had to accept it. It's not easy to accept when the church looks like it's a booming, thriving church. And what I'm saying today, it's not easy to accept. After all, we've just had a, a conference. Oh, the place was full. Oh, there was, there was manifest. Oh, this was happening and deliverances and, and, and all the things we want to see in it. Hey. But that's not the measure. Oh, that's not the only measure. Amen. Hmm. Wow. I'm talking to myself. I'm just preaching to myself. Yeah, I'm just preaching to myself. <laughs> I'm just preaching to my I'm preaching to myself because I have taken note of the reducing numbers of people giving their life to Christ every Sunday. I've taken note of it. Yeah, I've taken note of it. Hey. And I don't want to come back to zero. So I can see the decline. And I will not, I won't put it on somebody first. I'll put it on myself first. Yeah. I'll wear the dress first. So that's why I'm talking to you as a service and saying that, hey, my service, we have become, the, we have become fine. It's up to you now to say, I mean, I'm a thriving center. That's your business. So. <laughs> hey. It goes on. Hmm. A barren... <laughs> A barren tree does not produce the normal fruit. Hey, a barren tree doesn't produce normal fruit. You know, normally, a mango tree that's standing in the right place, it just produces. It just produces. And you see, I've also taken stock, and I've seen that we have produced abnormal fruit. We have produced Christians who don't know Bible. We produce Christians, they don't know where, don't like word. Christians who sleep when the word is on. We produce Christians who cannot pray. Christians who love money more than God. That's why I said bring your physical Bible to church. Oh. I'm trying, I'm trying to see how we can cure ourselves. That's why I said let's do Poiman Academy. 
I thank God for Bishop Nzefo. So let's have this course and this one and this one. By the time you've gone through some, you have been helped to know a few scriptures. You have been helped to have a Bible, to open the Bible. I have my Bible right here. I'm coming to the back to ask somebody to open the book of Obadiah for me. I won't come. I said, I beg it. I won't come. So I realized that as believers, we are abnormal. And that abnormality is the reason why we are not bearing fruit. Because of that abnormality. Christians who can only ask God for what they can get from him. That's your only relation. Who do you relate with in the world in that way? Only what you can get from them. It's only your ATM. Even the teller in the bank, if it is your bank that you have been going, you greet. Yeah, when you enter, you, you greet the security man, you get to the, you greet. But some of us, our relationship with God is like ATM. Enter. 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 Cash out. Thank you. Give me my card. Yes. Bye. We don't greet the ATM. We don't open it. We don't close it. We don't relate to it. And some of us relate to God like that. Lord, rent. School fees. The only songs you know are the ones that bring down tears. It's actually a very nice song. And in context, it's beautiful. But if that's the only song that you have, if those are the only songs that you sing to God, you don't have a relationship. Then you don't have a relationship. What you have is an ATM that you are looking for. And when you get the money, you don't care about him anymore. Oh, tell neighbor, we are changing. We are changing. Yeah. A barren Christian cannot produce normal fruits. When you begin to relate to God and he is so real to you, you cannot help it. You have to share him with another person. You can't help it. It's not even that you are forcing to do the right thing. But the person comes and is lamenting about something. He said, oh, but my, my God can do it all. Look, I met him. I met God. And this is what he has done for me. And this is how he is with me. No, no, no. Don't worry. Come, let me introduce you to him. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm actually on a campaign to get us out of this barrenness. That we will relate to God. We will relate with him. Amen. Amen. It's not a formula. It's not a formula. Because that's also another gutter. That says that, okay, I've woken up in the morning, I've prayed, I've read my Bible, I'm done with you for the day. Close. Finish. It's also another gutter. No relationship, but just a gutter. Wow. Are we understanding barrenness? To be barren is to be depleted. We have so many depleted ministries in the church. Oh, yes. Yeah. You were there. You were given this number of people. You didn't do anything with it. It is finishing in front of your eyes. Yeah. Or you were given a task to do. And you started, but you can't continue. Depleted. Because there's nothing inside. Depleted. Hey. Ask your neighbor. In fact, tell your neighbor, it's me they are talking to. Not anybody, it's me. It's me, it's me, it's me. It's me. You are so depleted. Come when they say talk to your neighbor, you can't talk. Hey! Hey! Are you in the house? Barrenness speaks of dryness. How many of us know what it is when our Christian life is dry? Hey! One of the days last week, I opened my Bible. I read a chapter. Then I put it down. I said, ah, what did I just read? Are you there? I'd read, though. But I said, it was just... I said, no, 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 Lord, it cannot be. No, 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 please, let's, let's go back. 
if you had asked me which chapter was it I read but God is curing us of every dryness every dryness amen have you ever prayed and you feel like the prayer just did see and came back (laughs) you have never been there before you have prayed you just feel that I prayed but it has ah, it was doing like it was going but suddenly it did return to sender and you just felt that oh it's all part of the barrenness. And what I'm trying to say to us is that, are we going to take it like that? No. No. And I'm sharing from the pulpit so that you know that you are not alone. Because that's also something the enemy uses. It makes you feel that everybody, oh, everyone is perfect. You alone. You alone. When you hear that, hey, prayer by Santa, then they are coming. They have been praying. They say they are being blessed. They have been getting that. Then, then you are there. Then you say that, ah, me, I can't even pray. How will God? No, no. No. You are not alone. So I'm showing it to you so that you say that, Mm-mm. this barrenness, dear, you will live my life. Yeah, you will live my life. Me, anytime I wake up, I see that enkoye, like the day when I read the scripture and realized that, I said, Lord, please do something. Do something. I said, Lord, I, I think I have some, is it brain block? I don't know. Something. But do something. The next morning when I came to read, ah, it had life. There was life inside. Yeah. There was life inside. Hallelujah. So barrenness, it speaks of dryness. Barrenness is sometimes dullness. Hey. Dullness. There's no enthusiasm. Excitement is something, something, something. This, look, we are clearing all of it this month. We will be excited about God. Yeah, we'll be excited. And sometimes it is brought about by the pressures of life. Uh-huh. By the time life is done with you. I used to have a job that by the end of Friday, I feel like they have put me inside a washing machine and stirred the thing. By the time they stop. Yeah. yeah. But even in situations like that, he comes through for us. Are you with me? He comes through for us. Amen. Only that you need to see it. You need to see that I am down. If you don't see it, you won't talk to him about it. You'll say that that's how life is. Hey, I'm talking to somebody. A barren individual does not produce after his kind. There must be somebody in the church, somebody who has come to another person just like you. You are a student, he's a student. You are a teacher, he's a teacher. You are what again? You are a keyboardist, he's a keyboardist. You are a worship leader, he's a worship leader. Your own self. Yeah, because you get a laptop, this is a laptop, so you give birth to your own kind. Yeah. What's that fellow doing? What's your neighbor doing there? Master, we're in church, oh, please. We're in church. Mm, we're in church. Are you in the house this morning? All our barrenness is going away. Amen. It's going away. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. wow. Hmm. Barrenness speaks of wanting or needing the power of conception. So you are there, but you need a certain power. You need a certain something to help you to get away or come away from the barrenness. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, one of the things about barrenness is that when you accept the fact that something is not quite working, the next thing is to look for the why. What exactly is missing? What exactly is missing? Why is it so? And people spend a lot of money trying to locate why is it so. So that having found why it is like that, they can now do something about it. Are you in the house or you have traveled? Hey. This afternoon, I want to speak to you from Proverbs 30 and verse 16. I believe it is. Because, let me just make sure it's the right one. Powerful. No, it's not this one. Let's go to Psalm 107, verse 34. 
Psalm 107, verse 34. Good. A fruitful land into barrenness for the wickedness of them that dwell there. So that barrenness there is a type of barrenness. Bishop Ogo talked about it, the Melechah barrenness. I'll come back to it. Jeremiah 17 and verse 6. Jeremiah 17. For he shall be like the heath in the desert and shall not see when good cometh, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land not inhabited. Today, I want to talk to us at, about a particular kind of barrenness. There are different reasons why sometimes we don't bear fruit. It can be, yes, one of the commonest reasons you'll be surprised to find out is that the couple just don't sleep together enough. Yeah. I know a couple were looking for a baby five months, they not slept together. I don't know exactly how it was supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah. Are you here? Yeah. But the first type that I'm talking, and I picked this one because I believe that it's what God laid on my heart. One of the reasons why we are not bearing fruit is that we are too salted. A salted land. We're too salted. Eh? Too salted. When there's salt of a certain level in the soil, you may plant something in it, but it doesn't grow. You can dig a borehole, but you can't drink the water. So there's water, but you can't drink it. It's too salty. It's too salty. And it occurred to me as I was preparing that there are two kinds of barrenness that are functioning around us in this, this service, and one of them is the saltiness. Salted land. Salted land. Hey. Hmm. I mean, this one, don't be annoyed. It doesn't help to be angry. Hmm. I'm going to read. Is that okay? <laughs> People suffering from melecha barrenness, that's this barrenness that is saltedness, are spiritually salted lands. In spite of what you pour into them, they are unable to bear fruit and unable, unable to germinate seed. A cursory look at any congregation will reveal several salted lands staring at you. They have been in the church for many years. They have heard many sermons. They have been anointed and prayed for specially, but still cannot bear fruit. Wow. Much is poured into them, but little can be expected. Are you here? There are also salted churches. No matter the input, the church does not grow. Hey, no new churches are planted from that church. Wow. And until the salted land is healed, there will be no fruit. This afternoon, I'm asking God to heal us of our saltedness. Because many of us have been in church for a number of years. Everything you have heard it. Everything you have seen it. But the fruit, you know, it hasn't come. It hasn't come. And it is for you to look and say that this one there, it is me. Uh -huh. When there's something like this, that doesn't mean it's 100%, but you just look at yourself and if it is you, decide that, hey Lord, I thank God that there are spiritual weapons. You see, physically, if a land is sorted, there's little you can do. But spiritually, there's much you can do. Yeah. Spiritually, you can ask the Lord to remove this oversaltedness from you. Yeah. The land, in fact, I would, I would venture to say at the, at the risk of annoying you that Kumasi itself is a salted land. We have had, it's true. We have so much of the spirit of God. So much of the things of God. So much of the word of God. Where? Hi. Somebody is arguing with me. Okay. Let me ask you a question. Let us take spiritual music this nation from top Boku Navrongo Hamili to the bottom Elubu Accra Aplau where does the most spiritual music come from? I didn't hear you thank you thank you let's go to uh, preachers in the street preachers in the street 
preachers in the streets. <laughs> Let's take Boku, Navrungu, Bogatanga, Wa, Tamali. I like the way I shake your head at me. It's nice. Tamali, Tichiman, Kintam, sorry, Kintampo, Tichiman. Let's jump, water region. Let's go to Jatsikan, KJB. Let's come down, Hawaii. Ho. Let's move to Eastern, Kofredwa. Have you seen that? You don't know your geography, self. You are just looking at me. Okay, let's cross to Western, Elubu, Takwari. Let's come to Central, Cape Coast. Have you seen that? You are just smiling at me. Where is the density of the preaching of the word on the streets the highest? Kumasi. Every traffic light, every bus stop, every few shops put together, every lane, every market, every, every, every. Oh, also the bus one, we can't even talk about it. You see that you are arguing with me for nothing. So that's the preaching of the word. Which part of the nation has produced the highest number of prophets? Is where, please? I am a guy. I don't know one guy prophet yet. Yeah. So we have grown up with it around us, and there's a way in which you grow up with something around it, so you take it for granted, because it has always been there, and you figure that it will always be there. So it's there since you were a child. It is saying, "Oh, nyaminado." No, the person saying, Yamina, don't cry. He doesn't even know the name. <laughs> are you understanding what I'm saying or you are not understanding? You can easily feel that so therefore, comma, we are more spiritual. Until you look at our fruit. When you look at our fruit, you will shiver. Between Accra and Kumasi, we are struggling for the highest number of uh, armed robbers. Meanwhile, they have a population of about 5 million. We are about 2 here. Hmm. You see, I feel like stopping the preaching because I'm preaching to unbelievers. <laughs> Don't enter your tribal sentiments. No, put on your spiritual cap. Put it on. Put it on. Put it on. The same way they steal in church in Accra is the same way. Yes. I thought you said we have more of the word of God. The same way we don't marry and we're born. The same way over here when you call an artist and he says I'm coming, he's lying. He's lying. He has not left his room. Says I'm on the way. I've reached, I've reached stadium. He's lying. And pastor, so what are you saying? Are you saying that we are bad people? Look, Holy Ghost slapped the person for me. Just give the person a knock. I'm talking about something. I'm saying that something must change for us. Yeah. I can see that God has deposited something. But it has become salt to us. Because it's there, but it's not working. But I believe that if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, then I will heal their land. That's the only reason why I'm saying all the things I'm saying. I'm not preaching like this because I come from a more righteous place. Oh, please. Oh, please, please, please. Tell anybody say what? Oh, please. Oh, please. Every part of the country has a different characteristic. If I was speaking to my people in Accra, I would have a different message. Because we are also another people. Hey. Hey. We also have our ways. If I was in the north too, I would have another message. When we're in Tamale, the policemen knew us. Here, I don't know any policeman. Apart from my nice auntie Philo. Because we were pastors. You'll be in your house relaxing. Then they'll call you that your church member has gone to chase his wife with a knife. Oh, I'm very serious. 
the policemen, they knew us by name. Ah, every day we are going there to plead for our member, to talk for our member. <laughs> to... Oh, cry. I remember a certain girl who was arrested. After four days, we had not appeared. The policeman told her, you can't be a correct. You are not a lighthouse member. You say you are light. You are not lighthouse. Four days, man, nobody has come to look for you. You are not a lighthouse member. Every day we were going. <laughs> every day they've arrested our church member. <laughs> we also had church members that we ourselves took them. Please lock this one. not the problem here. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Everywhere and its issues. Our problem is that we have heard word of God. Okay, okay, let me ask you a question. When was the last time you passed the preacher on the road and you stopped to listen? It's just a question. Have you not noticed that you've heard it and so you kind of just (laughs) you just pass. It's like it's just it's just another yeah. Yeah. I'm just showing it to you. So we have become salted in that we have heard it and heard it and heard it and heard it till we are not hearing anymore. Yeah. We're not here or it's not influencing us anymore. Maybe that's what I'm trying to say. It's no longer influencing us the way it should. But God is healing us. God is what? God is healing us. I want us to just stand. We're just praying for five minutes. Yeah, my time is up. We'll continue next week. But I just want you to pray. If as I was preaching, you could see it. You could see how you have heard word of God. There are some of you, you are UD born and bred. Your messages are rolling in your house all the time. But you haven't heard. The messages are on. Bishop Doug is preaching in your house. From every waking moment till you sleep. But the truth is, even the title of the message, Kraunkai, it's around you all the time. It has become like salt. So today, God is healing our saltedness. Yeah. He's healing our saltedness. So that we will hear and our hearts will jump with excitement again. And and something will happen in our lives again. That he'll wake us up again. Some of us, we have prayed. uh, When we come to pray, we just... And we are only boasting about our number of hours. But contact with God, as in contact with God. Am I talking to somebody here? I don't know about you, but me, I found myself in that situation before. And I've asked myself, so what did I just have? Was it a prayer meeting or what? What? When was the last time you had some worship that you actually worshipped and knew that I have contact, I have touched the heart of God? Salt has entered our land. But today, may the Lord drag it out. Just begin to pray for yourself. Just talk to him. Say, Lord, remove the salt. Lord, I can't remove it myself, Lord. And thank you for the blessing that I became salted. I couldn't receive it again. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Stir my heart again, Lord. Stir my mind again. Let the preaching of your word be exciting to me again, Lord. In the name of Jesus, lift up your voice and pray. Lift up your voice and pray. Thank God for all the preaching happening. For all the words spoken, for all the songs that are made, for all the prophesying and all the prophecy coming. But say, Lord, I need to connect. I need to connect with you, Lord. I need to connect with you, Lord. Help us, Lord. Purify me, 
It's part of our prayer. Let it be as gold and precious silver purify my heart. Let it be as gold, pure gold, pure gold, refined as fire. Oh, my heart's desire, my heart's one desire is to be, is to be, is to be. Place your hand on your heart this afternoon and just speak to the Lord and say, Father, every salt in my heart, just remove it, please. Every salt. Let my heart once more be yours. Take out, oh God, that saltedness that has made me barren. And let your word be a river in me again. Let your spirit Bring life in me again. May I be excited again about your word. Excited again about encounters with you. May I fall in love with you one more time, Lord. Purify my heart in the mighty name of Jesus. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here this afternoon. Yours is not the problem of salt. Yours is the problem of not having given your life to Jesus, not having started the walk with him. But you are here and you want to say, I want to know Jesus and I want to walk with him and I too want to be excited about his word and the things of his. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I want to pray with you. You are here, you are saying, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want you to lift up your right hand. We're going to pray together. We're going to pray together. Just lift up your hand. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I see your hands all over the room. God bless you. Please come to me. Let us pray together. Join me here in front. Just come. You lifted your hand or maybe you didn't lift it, but you know that this is you. Just come. We want to pray together. Just come. It's to be holy. Set apart. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Step out from where you are and just come. And today begin another walk with the Lord. I choose to. Oh, I choose to be holy, Lord. I want to know you. I want to walk closer to you. Set apart for you, my master. Your heart is beating where you are standing is Jesus just indicating to you that he's knocking on the door of your heart if you open it he will enter in and dwell there with you he's showing you a sign that all is not well so instead of fighting against it and hoping it will pass just come come and open your heart to him let us pray together and receive him as your Lord and Savior Jesus just come in these few minutes Oh, yes, Lord. We give you praise. We give you thanks. In the mighty name of Jesus. You're standing in front here. I want you to pray this prayer after me. Those of us in the congregation, please join me. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in your blood. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life Lord Jesus from today you are my savior and you are my Lord I thank you for saving me in Jesus name
Father, I thank you for these lovely ones standing here this afternoon. I pray, oh God, that your hand will be mighty upon their lives. As they have prayed this prayer, receiving you as Lord and Savior, I pray, oh God, that they will see the tangible evidence of you in their lives. Lord, cause them to soak in the word and love it, to love everything concerning you. And Lord, may their lives be supernatural. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at F-O-L-C-I-D-S-F. God richly bless you.